Well, hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Persuasion by the Pint. I'm Jonathan Taylor, along with Sean McCool. Sean, today we've got a random flight laid off a couple of weeks. I uh, didn't do a show last week, but uh, we've got some goodies today to cover. You know, you're talking pricing, perceived value, and marketing to grumpy old men and women. Yeah, just <laughs> grumpy old people, uh, our age and older. Or my age and older. Some, some uh, case studies from AARP, which I don't know, man. I'm a little, it's kind of insulting that. I know, I know. We're already getting mailings, you know. I'm not well, there. You know, they've, they've lowered the age because, yeah, exactly. and I'll show you why on, in this episode. We'll talk about why. But uh, I'm going to take these glasses off for those. Uh, <laughs> those are beautiful. Some beer goggle glasses that I had. So, um, yeah, we'll, we'll talk in this episode about what's really going on with AARP and what business they're really in. Yep. Um, and it ain't informing consumers. I'll tell you that. No, it's not the real business they're in. Sure. I'll show you some numbers that might blow your mind, uh, around, around AARP. So yeah, should be fun. And you've got some cool stuff. You get a little follow up on campaign you're doing to your view, to your, uh, yeah. prospects. Yeah. High level. Uh, yeah. high level, you know, those high level executive you're trying to get meetings with. Yeah. A cool little idea that's really low cost that can get you top of mind and a meeting almost hundred percent of the time. And then we're going to talk about a great little experiment on perceived value that we, mm. that we both yeah. saw a couple of weeks ago. Blow you away. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It didn't get as much press as I thought it would. I thought it'd be everywhere, but man, it, it did not. I watched so, that. I think I watched that three times. Of course, I was in bed sick last week when you sent it to me. So I had a lot of time to kind of <laughs> yeah, watch stuff. Yeah. Well, hope you're feeling better. Um, yes. What do you got over there on your end to beverage to drink? I've got a, I've got something a little different today, so I'm excited to share it. Well, I needed something sweet because uh, I lost, I still have not gained my taste buds back from last week. I had my second bout of COVID last week. Not as, um, not near like the first one. It was pretty, pretty mild, low grade fever, but I did lose taste. Still haven't gained it back. So nothing really tastes great right now. Um, unless, so I have to, I have to gravitate to, if I want to taste anything at all, it's gotta be, it's gotta be really sweet. So, so you you know, you're craving like saltiness, just tastes awful right now. Uh, sweetness, you can get a little bit of the enjoyment from yeah. sweetness. So I gravitated towards a, um, a, and I think I might have had this one on before, but it's from uh, High, Wire, High Wire Brewing over in Asheville, North Carolina. It is a chocolate. I know I've had the 10W40 before, but this yep. is a cream brulee. I don't think I've had the cream brulee. It's an imperial stout brewed with um, caramel, vanilla, uh, lactose, cacao, maybe so, but I, don't, I just don't remember the cream brulee. I, I know I've had the 10 W 40, but I'm going to say I haven't had the cream brulee. So should be interesting. 8% ABV. And, uh, they, they're terrible about like advertising. Like they get something like this out there. I could, the only way I could find it is on, like on a beer review site or something. Yeah, tap yeah, room or exactly. one of those. They, they yeah. don't like to showcase it very often. Yeah, they've got their 5W30 and 10W40, you know, for yep. when you need that, cha- that they change. They have a Vietnamese iced coffee. Wow. <laughs> yeah. 
That's interesting. Crazy. So, all right. Here's what I'm going with today. <laughs> so I've got seltzers. A Delta Eight seltzer. Oh my goodness! Wow. So this is this is not alcohol. This is Delta Eight, which is wow a hemp product. Um, so it's it's got 20 milligrams of Delta Eight, which depending on who you are can either be a lot or a little. If you do it, if you use weed or Delta eight on a regular basis, then this probably is nothing to you. It'd probably be like a four or 5% alcohol beer. Yeah. You know? Um, but you know, this is supposed to hit quicker than edibles cause it's water soluble oh, yeah. tincture. Right. So it should hit faster. So we'll see. Well, we may have me spacing <laughs> out halfway through the show. I don't know. That's amazing. So where do you find these? Okay, I just found this one at like the, you know, the CBD store, CBD uh-huh. shaman store. Um, I had a little cooler of them and I just grabbed, grabbed one. I was like, oh, that's cool. I don't really like seltzer. So I have a feeling I'm not going to like it, but I yeah. thought it was an interesting thing. And it's like, Hey, looks like fun for the show. We'll something we'll new. That. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so it's, it's, um, the original D8 <clears throat> seltzer Delta mm-hmm. beverages. Wow. So yeah, there's like, I went in the, the store yesterday and I was like, it looks like a candy store now because the bright colored packages and gummies and treats and like, sure. you know, everything's got a wild flavor. Look like it, it looks mm-hmm. like a candy store now when you go to the, to oh, the, that's crazy. Cause we don't, we're in Texas here. So we don't have a, you know, legal dispensaries for like weed, but Delta eight and Delta nine is very popular. Right. Because there's no weed. So yeah. Yeah. So yeah. It'd be interesting. So, um, I thought they were, you know, for a while there, I thought they were talking about, Outlaw. Were they talking about? Well, they did, and it, it lasted like three days, and then they, they, the judge said no, it's still legal. <laughs> so, yep. Must have, they must have ran the tax revenue figures for all the. That's right. That's right. Mm-hmm. How much money are we going to be sales? losing on this deal? <laughs> yeah. All right. So. Let's rethink that. <laughs> all right. Well, let's cheers it up. All right. Cheers. Darkness, right there. Hello, darkness, my old friend. I haven't had yes. a dark one in a while. Yeah, it's been a while. You've been on an IPA trip. Mm-hmm. Mm. And I so wish I could taste this correctly, but I cannot give it a fair rating. Yeah, today. so we'll, we'll withhold your rating. I'm going to give mine like a, it's a seltzer. I'm giving it a two. Like it's, <laughs> it's just flat water. You may change that here in I may change uh, that like in <laughs> 30 minutes Be like, uh, to an hour. so good. <laughs> but, you know, I guess... So if it hits in like 30 minutes, but it takes you, you know, 15 to drink the thing, you're still right back at where you were with like an edible or something that you can, you know, eat in 10 seconds. Yeah. So I don't know. We'll see. Well, I'm going to save one of these uh, cream brulees for another show. Um, I can't give it a fair rating today because my taste buds are all out of whack. I do taste like, I do taste a little sweetness and that's the main reason I got it, but I'm not going to even bother. Fair enough. All right, well, let's roll on. So, where do you want to start today? Um, let's start with some. Let's start with some old people, some grumpy old people marketing. Yeah, let's talk about <laughs> advertising to the old, <coughs> right? Grumpy people of the world. Not necessarily grumpy, but we're 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 uh, we're being a little facetious there. But um, so I've officially moved into this market that we're talking about over the last yes. two years. You know, I'm 51 now. Um, and I've been seeing the AARP commercials on TV and 
I was noticing something that they're doing now that I thought was just absolutely brilliant. So that's where this started. And then I started doing a little research while I was on their site. And I started remembering, you know, what AARP is really all about. And it, um, and I'll get into that in a minute, but here's the first thing that caught my attention. So AARP has this new rewards program that they're doing. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you've seen this, but here's what I think is really interesting. They give you points. So they've gamified this. They're giving you points for trying different things. So for instance, if you take, if you sync a fitness tracker to their app, mm-hmm. you get 500 points. Ah. If you get a not able to lose, if you take this quiz that says not able to lose weight, learn why 300 points. Uh, right. So okay. it sounds like they're gaming fine. Yeah. To get you, to, just, you, are, you know, to take care of yourself and things like that. Right. Sure. But as marketers, we know there's something else going on. Yes. Exactly. Like there's a deeper there's a reason line. for this. Yeah, exactly. Hidden motives. I couldn't find the actual mailing list rates. I probably have to go through a list broker to find them. I doubt they're <clears> published anywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, but imagine I'm an advertiser to the over 50 crowd and I come to AARP and I was like, Hey, I'd really like to advertise to your people. I see you have these data points that can tell me if somebody took a quiz about why they're not able to lose weight. Sure. So now if you give me all the names that took that quiz, because you have record of it, mm-hmm. I can send a very targeted offer instead of sending to the entire list, yeah. which I'll get to in a minute, how big that is for AARP. I can take, I can target just people who took the quiz in the last 30 days. Sure. That's my guess is what's going on. I haven't talked to anybody at AARP, mm-hmm. but it seems like that's the direction they're heading mm-hmm. because they are in fact an advertising company as much as they are a consumer company, Absolutely. if not more so. Like yeah. their business model is advertising. And this is brilliant because they're segmenting all of their data yeah. And packaging it really nicely for people that want to buy it. I mean, financial institutions. Yeah. Uh, I mean, look, you know, people who are walking or running 5,000 steps in a day consistently, sure. you know, that's, right. that's going to get one type of offer. Mm-hmm. Um, remodel your kitchen. <laughs> right. Like that's a different, you know, yep. li- you know, offer you can send to those people. Yep. Um, all these different, you know, have you checked your blood pressure lately? Like all these different things mm-hmm. that, that yeah. they're giving points for. And I, and that's what it shows on the commercial. Mm-hmm. And as soon as I saw that, I was like, oh, that is such brilliant self-segmentation mm-hmm. from their audience. Yeah, You're harvesting data and making it like a game. Like, yeah, exactly. Which people love. I mean, the, yeah. Um, I mean, you look at I'm, Facebook all the time, you know, people like throw out these things, these, uh, the quizzes and things like the that. Qu- yeah, the quizzes and the the little things that make you. I mean, the picture apps or the i you know the little avatar things, and people just jump right into that to yeah to you know, take part in that. They just compete and see what they look like. Yeah. So I, as I started going around, I was like, I wonder how much like what's the current rates for AARP. Mm-hmm. So I went over to their advertising site, which is a different site. It's advertise.aarp.org. And I went into the rates and dates. So let me give you some numbers, Jonathan, then you tell me what you, you give me a guess is what you think it might cost to run. So we're going to do a full page ad. Okay. So their magazine goes out six times a year. Okay. And it goes out to first, how many people do you think it goes out to? ARP. What do you, yeah. What do you think their membership is? Um, 
let's see. I'm going to say, gosh, ARP. I would say this is this is people that subscribe to their magazine. Subscribe to their magazine. So yes. I would say probably in the neighborhood of 10 million. Close. Okay. 22 million. 22. Okay. So their magazine goes out to 22 million people every two months. Okay. So what do you think it would cost to get a full page ad in that magazine? Reach oh, 22 million people. 22 million. Uh, I would of, say. Of your target people, like, you know, obviously over 50, not really. It's not targeting like we just talked about. One, this is one page, this is a one page ad for one edition. Yes. As uh, far as I can tell. Correct. I, I'm going to say, I'm going to say, man, 20, 20 minutes. I'm going to say probably upwards in the neighborhood of uh, $50,000. You're a little low. Okay. Wow. <laughs> That's unbelievable. $703,950 for a black and white. For a black ad. and white. Oh my gosh. For a page, um, a, one, a one page black and white ad. Full color. One magazine. A, a screaming deal at a uh, 782 for four colors. So you might as well just bump up to four color. Cool. Um, wow. Half page is still 450,000. Mm-hmm. Um, a third page is three twenty eight, but you could also get, you know how they sometimes do the cover wrappers and stuff. Yeah, I think that's what that means by second cover, third cover, fourth cover, things like that. You can get up into the million dollar range there. This blows me away. I mean, we're talking. No one reads. I mean, no one looks at magazines anymore. Like, I, I mean, I get it. ARP, older generation, they're picking up a copy. This is not, this is not for the, did this, I this mean, is if you're a member of ARP, it's your membership magazine. So does it so go digital and physical print? Yes, or, it goes, okay. it goes print. This is just print rates. It's just print rates. Okay. If you want the digital ad specs, then there's a whole section of these and it didn't really give okay. uh, many prices. It might on some of the, the rectangles and stuff. Yeah. yeah. It just gives specs. It doesn't give prices. Sure. But they're getting insane numbers on, um, their sites um pretty big is there a is there a digital version we can get an idea of some of their ad because i mean these have got to be like big brands yeah so their digital ad space is going to show up on their main site so their main site is this one Mm -hmm. so let me just go to home so that's their own ad. Um, wow. But there's an ad right there. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, I could see, yeah. you know. So basic, you know, there's, I mean, there's not a ton of ads. Supplement on ads. Pharmaceuticals. Yeah. I mean, they're huge. There's, a, there's a Never Coach ad, um, yeah. you know, which makes sense because I'm targeted with any ad coaching thing I get targeted mm-hmm. for. So not a ton of ads per page. Um, but I did see somewhere they said uh, digital ad specs. There was somewhere on the, like they'll do dedicated and solo emails and some other stuff as well. So they have other other things. But right. somewhere I saw they're getting millions and millions of Wait, uh, let me see. page hits per month. Scroll down that for a second. Let me see the... Uh so the video they have, oh, okay. They have content. So they, 
they advertise content on their videos pre-roll. Yep. Yep. Huh. Wow. Games. They have games apparently that people play like all kinds of stuff. Social feed on note. Uh, you can do a joint ads on Facebook with ARP kind of as a rider. So yeah. that adds credibility and stuff. Sure. Um, so that's that, that was just, I was blown away by how much it cost. but you know, I actually did the math mm-hmm. and going back to the, um, the print. Yeah. So I think it's probably pretty well read and they actually sit, you know, with magazines, they have an actual circulation and they have a kind of a guess of readership. If there's two people in a household or, you know, because it lays around doctor's <laughs> offices, things like that. So sure. their, their readership that they claim per month our per issue is 37 million okay. actual paid subscribers is 22.5 million paid subscribers. So, wow. So that's your, but I mean like a subscription to membership right now is like $9 a year. Okay. So, you know, they're not making money on subscription. They're making no. money on advertisers. No, absolutely. You know? So, but that feeds their, I mean, those, those paid subscribers feed that that's what feeds their advertising. I mean, those numbers, it's crazy. I mean, yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, so that, yeah, that blows me away that that many people are paid subscribers. But if you do the math, twenty-two million. If you divide seven hundred thousand by twenty-two million, I think it's like it's only thirty cents a name mm-hmm. or thirty cents a a subscriber. Sure. Yeah. So when you think about it like that, it's hard to even get like blog traffic to Google right. from Google or Facebook mm-hmm. for thirty cents each. Yeah. The difference here is you got to pay it all up front. You can't pay it yep. per day as it happens, you know? So you've got a lag time here. I mean, this is the big players here, you know? It's oh, like yeah. Yeah. people are like, oh, I don't know. I don't want $200 a day on Facebook ads. Seems scary. <laughs> and then <it's, laughs> try writing a check for 700000 two months before the magazine goes oh, out. Oh, absolutely. You know? Yeah. And then wondering and waiting to see one if issue. That ad hits. One issue. Yeah. One issue. One shot. So I thought that was Where's my six month rate. I don't see that. <laughs> I'm sure the salesman will be happy to get that to you when you call them. Um, so this was an interesting stat I stumbled across as far as, you know, talking about marketing to old people, mm-hmm. 70 plus adults are leading the largest online migration of any single demographic in the U S in U S history. So 70 plus year olds are, are getting online. Um, 61% spike during the pandemic for 70 plus adults. Right. You know, cause a lot of the grandparents and things like that, if they want to stay in touch with their kids or their grandkids mm-hmm. had to learn how to use zoom for the first time. They had to learn how to do takeout orders for the first time, right. you right. know, using apps and things like that. Yep. So they were forced online when they may not have gone online ever. Mm-hmm. And now this, there's this huge class of people, you know, 70 and older, um, who are now getting comfortable with ordering online. Wow. So I thought that was very interesting. Online in this age group, online purchases are up 116%. Instant messaging is up 110%. Online bill paying up hundred percent. Searching for recipes is up 96%. Tracking investments up 82%. Watching movies online is up 70%. Oh yeah, that, that was huge. During- so, I mean, you think, and it says 70 plus consumers spend 1.1 trillion annually on consumer goods and services. Mm -hmm. And I, I can tell you being in the internet marketing world and, you know, even, uh, you know, other than financial and some health stuff, very, very few people are targeting 70 plus year olds. That's crazy. Cause I I mean, they have the largest 
annual household income. I mean, at that age. With more wealth accumulated too, just sitting there. Wow. It's amazing. Yeah. Money to spend and no one, (laughs) no one's going after them. Well, then that's, and that's kind of the the final piece for this uh, marketing to old people. Um, ARP, obviously this is their, their advertising sites. So they're trying to convince you to spend advertising money on 50 plus year olds. Mm -hmm. So they pulled out some of their research. Obviously this could be a little bit biased because like I said, they're trying to sell us advertising on this, in this article. But I thought this, this was interesting to me. Um, Let's see, where was it? Or maybe it's in the Harvard. Yeah. Among 50 plus readers, average spending on personal technologies increased 108%. Just said that on the 70. That was in this article. I was doing some research. So this is Harvard Business Review. Mm -hmm. Yeah, here it is. Apparently when people in the 50 plus demographic are shown as they're often presented in a negative light portrayals of those over 50 are negative 28% of the time compared to only 4% of the time for younger people. 70% of the time people in this demographic 50 plus are shown in isolated situations, often seated alone with a partner or with a medical professional where they were the recipients of care. Sure. Yeah. So you can start to see like how the, the advertising world sees people 50 plus is old alone and frail. Right. Right. And sitting across from their doctor. uh, Yeah. Getting the bad news. (laughs) And it says even like technology, if there's, if there's technology in the picture with it, it's usually a younger person showing an older person how to use technology. So see that was like, pisses me off as somebody. Exactly. And that's the point of the article. (laughs) There's a whole group of 50 plus they want to have just as much fun right. as the 20 something. They want to go to the parties. They want to drink. They want to go to, you know, golf outings. They want to take crew trips. And well, these are Gen that, Xers, man. I mean, 50 yeah. is a Gen X. See right, right. there. The, yeah. Gen X right in front of you, which is not an old, I mean, come on. That's not an old, uh, bunch of old fogies out there, but Jonathan's grumpy's coming out. <laughs> go out and. Shout at somebody to get off my lawn. I'm going to go scream at somebody to get off my lawn here right after this show. Yeah. Usually this time of day, your, uh, your lawn guys are there. (laughs) I know. Um, Although I do have the, uh, if you hear a flyby, it's right out of Maverick. It's the blue angels are in town this week. So I've had them flying by the, over the office at times throughout the day. So listen to this last statistic. To many businesses, people over 50 might as well be invisible. Only an estimated 5 to 10% of marketing budgets are devoted to winning them over. Mm, that's crazy. And they have 50 <clears throat> Missed opportunities, yeah. Yeah, because they spend 50% of the money in, in the U.S. Yeah. 15 plus and spends 50% of the money. And only 5 to 10% of, 5 to 10% of marketing budgets are aimed at those 50-year-olds. Sure. And then when they do it, they're doing it poorly. Yeah. They're not putting like real image lifestyle um, pictures where, you know, 50 is the new 40, right? you know, that kind of stuff. And I mean, if you ever, you know, if you yeah, ever they're, showing, like a, <laughs> they're showing them recliners, stop showing yeah. them recliners, uh, show them like out at, you know, outside, you know, doing, participating well, in outdoor sports. And if you've ever gone to like an Ironman, you know, event or triathlon or Spartan race, 
it skews pretty heavily older crowd. Absolutely. Yeah. Because those are not cheap events and cheap Mm-mm. things to train for a lot of times, right. especially triathlons. Right. I mean, by the time you buy a bike and shoes yeah. and all, you know, the entry fees and all, and just the time it takes to train. Yeah. It's interesting how those do skew a little bit older. Yep. Um, so the big lesson here, boys and girls from your elders is that uh, you may want to target the 50 plus and even 70 plus crowd. And w- but when you do it, don't do it in a demeaning manner where you, you know, no, just cause I mean, you think absolutely. they're old. And, and their point was here is most ad agencies and most marketing companies are run by very young people. Yep. Yep. Well, I mean, here's an example. You and I both have a tonal, which if you look at the, all of the advertisements for tonal, it's always young people in their 20. I mean, ha- or celebrities, which we don't care about at this point. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Venus or Serena I'm Williams. Like, yeah, or, I don't care. Yeah, exactly. Yes. Um, but no, I mean, she, that's I mean, not all she's doing. She's got a personal trainer and a nutritionist exactly. and a chef. And that's a, right. <clears throat> but I think, I mean, this is case in point right here, they're missing out on a huge segment of the population. I mean, these things ain't cheap. I mean, you're talking about almost a, a upward of four grand for a tonal or close to four yeah. grand. And, um, you know, they're advertising or from what it appears, uh, who they're narrowed that focus to is, I mean, everything you see on the ads and the, uh, well, display the, ads and everything are people that look like they're in their twenties and thirties. Yeah. maybe. And they're, the celebrities they're using are younger than us. Yeah. Like if you wanted to use this, like show me Brett Farb use, use yeah, exactly. Right? Right. That's my generation. Right. That's going to be somebody that we would look up to. Oh yeah. And I think, you know, Copperfit, some of those brands have figured that out. Mm -hmm. Skechers, they've kind of figured that out. Um, And I think, you know, there's some companies that get it. I know like Nutrisystem, they like to bring a lot of those old veteran athletes, you know, the people like the old Dan Marinos and the old, uh, the people that are kind of in their fifties now or older that are, you know, trying to, to slim down. Uh, you know, those. Yeah, and they do some fairly average looking people, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, not grossly overweight and not like fitness model, you right. know, but a nice kind of in between. Right. And I think that's, that's something that's really good. And it's, yeah. you know, just show people in the settings they're actually in. If you think everybody over 50 is sitting in a doctor's office, you're <laughs> sorely mistaken. Yeah. yeah. In fact, they're probably a lot of 50 year olds. It's not a lot. I mean, well, there are a lot. Yes. Mm-hmm. Not the majority for sure but there's a very healthy segment of the market that is very active, very, you know, into the same stuff that 20 and 30 year olds are in. Absolutely. Into. Yeah. So, yeah, it's, um, that's our rant for the day right there. Oh, I mean, it's, <laughs> it's viable. Yeah, but a, I, I mean, because listen, like you said earlier, a lot of these, a lot of the people that are in these advertising agencies are younger people. Right. And so yeah. their whole idea when you're straight out of college as an old person, is oh, 50, is ancient. Yeah, 50 is ancient. So they can't yeah. imagine someone I mean, who's most of the their, age parents of their parents are 50. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, their their parents are 50 and they're like my parents aren't cool. <laughs> Wrong but thinking. Their, yeah. But if they knew what their parents were doing now that they're in right. college, yeah. Um I've watched like Tamar's parents even though I mean they're in their 70s, and they just get, keep getting busier and busier. Sure. Yeah. As as you know as they get retired mm-hmm. and they're doing more stuff with their friends. They're doing more, you know, parties and things. Absolutely. It's very interesting. So good lesson there. It Uh, is. And then here's the last thing. 
Between now and 2030, the 18 to 49 year old segment is expected to grow 12%, while the 50 plus segment will expand by 34%. Ah. So the future is old people. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Always has been. It's inevitable. But, yeah. So, um, and because there's less people having babies and stuff, yeah, old people are going to take over. So. You know, I, I'm looking forward to it. I, I was talking to someone this week, uh, a friend of mine who said, uh, he's in, he's an older, he's probably in his, uh, I'd say he's probably mid sixties, but we were just talking about age and he said, he said, you're so lucky. Cause I mean, I was like 49, <laughs> you don't feel lucky at 49, but he's like, ah, your fifties are your best years. Those are your most productive years. And he's actually right. You know, you think about it. Um, some of the most productive people throughout history and he, he made a quote or he referenced a quote from Napoleon Hill that said, you know, a lot of, <clears throat> I think it's from Think and Grow Rich, but a lot of the most successful people end up being in their 50s because the success they've attained in their early years, they squandered away due to overindulgences and things, you know, that, you know, they yeah. can't control some of their, their, um, you know, some of their desires. So, you know, they end up losing yeah. it. But, you know, when you're 50s, you, you start to get it all figured out. And then you have, you do have more money and then you have yeah. accomplished more at that, at that level. So, I mean, 50 to 60 should be your prime earning years. Yeah. Your expenses in a lot of ways, you know, especially if you bought a house early, like sure. your expenses are pretty low compared to what other people are paying. Right. Because you got your mortgage 20 years ago or right. whatever. Kids are. It's not as true as much true anymore because right. people move a lot more but but you're definitely in your prime earning years that's for sure absolutely and then you, you don't have, you, have your kids are are you know for the most part they're taking care of their self uh hopefully yeah. and then uh yeah. you know for the most part you're just it's just you and the and the wife unless you've been through two or three divorces and then you've got some <laughs> other problems to figure out <laughs> yeah yeah but no i mean it's 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 a good to me it's a good age i'm looking forward to the next decade to come so yeah it's good. All right. So tell us about, um, where do you want to go next? Let's see. Let's, your... let's talk about the, okay. I'll save the, uh, little, um, the mailer for last. Let's talk about pricing perception and value. Oh yes. This is really good. So I'm going to see if I can cue this up. Sean sent the, this to me last week and I was just, I mentioned it. It's, it's really, really good. Uh, let's see here if I can pull it so up. We've, while you're pulling that up. Yep. So we've talked before on this show about a lot of pricing and things like that is, is just perception and packaging. And, you know, we look at the difference between an Apple product and a, you know, a, any other, like a Lenovo product or yep. some, you know, lesser, not lesser quality, but just doesn't have that same brand name as a, as an Apple. Right. Same basic solution to your problem, right? It's a computer that you can take with you, blah, 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 blah. Right. But Apple can charge considerably more prices, higher prices, because they kind of created this air around it. Yep. And that's kind of what we're talking about. But this this experiment, if Jonathan can pull it up. <laughs> Looking for it. Oh, man. Can't find it on Instagram, so I don't know what happened there. But I'm going to pull it up. I'm doing a quick Google search while you... Let's see here. So I'll just go ahead and describe what it was. Yeah. You give it the, yeah, it. that's good. So this, um, this was an, kind of a little experiment and slash marketing campaign. I guess it was an actual campaign. Yep. Um, that 
Payless Shoes did. Yep. I can't remember the last time I was in a Payless Shoes, but I was <laughs> I was much broker than I am now, for sure. Um, but I have shopped at Payless before in the past. Sure. And I think... Get some you know, good I've shoes grown, at Payless. What are you talking about? Yeah, I've, I've outgrown that though, <laughs> uh, along with big lots. So, but yeah, they did this thing and they put up a, a fake store and what they called it, um, Paylessy. They added an eye to the end. Yeah, yeah. And they built this store that looked like a Madison Fifth Avenue type store, you know, super sleek, yeah. black Created and white. On boxes and everything. I mean, it's like, yeah, new boxes packages. and the. And the, instead of it saying pay less on the top, it said pay lessy. So it sounded French. <laughs> pay lessy. P-E-L-P-A-Y-L-E-S-S-I, yeah, yeah. I think. That was. A fake, basically a fake luxury shoe store. Yeah, a freight, but it had the actual pay less shoes that you would find in the pay less shoe store mm-hmm. on display. And they opened the store. I can't remember. Was it in New York or was it? I think it was, in, I thought it was in California. Somewhere was it in California. California. I think I've got it um, now. So if you want to, let's see. Uh, yeah. So let's, let's listen to it real quick. Lines by the chain Payless Shoes. They held a grand opening of a luxury store with a different name, but the same shoes and charged hundreds more for those same shoes. Customers paid. Here's ABC's Kana Whitworth. Behold, Palessi. We built a fake luxury store in Los Angeles and filled it with Payless shoes. The guests at our grand opening party had no idea. Guests invited to check out what looked like a luxury shoe shop. They're elegant, sophisticated. I just think it's so classy. And I can tell it was made with high quality material. A $35 shoe going for $645, an 1800% markup. Store owners sat on their heels as fashion influencers emptied their wallets. I would pay 400, 500. Yeah. People are going to be like, where'd you get those? Those are amazing. Then they're let in on the prank. These are actually from Payless. You've oh, got to be kidding me. Shut up. Are you serious? But those shoppers were refunded their money and they got to keep the shoes. David Payless calling it a provocative social experiment designed to challenge today's image conscious culture. Either way, it was an effective PR stunt. Yeah. <laughs> that is amazing. That's so incredible. Same shoes, yeah, I mean, same shoes would cost you 25, 30 bucks. They were charging 400 people and people were loving to pay for it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And and it's, it, the funny thing is you see the, if you watch the video, it's like, oh, yeah, I can tell the quality. You know, it's like. Yeah. The, yeah. They're just caressing the shoe <laughs> like it's whatever. <laughs> but doesn't, I mean, we're all guilty of this, right? Oh, I mean, sure. you think about it, uh, whether it's shoes or whatever, the more something's cars priced, absolutely. And yeah. the, you assign value. So I think of a, a typical, if you're looking for something on Amazon, mm-hmm. you never go, I, I never gravitate towards the, you know, the product on Amazon that I'm looking for that's the lowest price because I think it's sub you know, substandard. Yeah. It was, it's just, it's, it's built in, it's ingrained in us to assign higher perceived value to something that's higher priced. And yeah, you know, it's, it's, it's amazing how our minds work like that, but it's a lesson for all of us out there. You know, sometimes yeah. uh, built in price hikes are not a bad thing. In fact, they can help you in your product. And obviously you have to package it the right way. They did a fantastic job of packaging 
you know, what yeah, they were I mean, providing. You know, go, go look this up, like pay less prank yep. on Google and, and, and actually see the visuals and, and how they took an ordinary product. And if you, especially if you compare it to like a pay less store, like yeah. it's in a strip mall and you know, the, it's got the bright colored letters and it just looks less expensive. Yeah. Just the store itself, the way the boxes are on the shelves and everything. And then you put it in a nice luxury looking package and all of a sudden people are willing to pay what they say 18 times, 1800% markup. 1800% markup. That's some serious, uh, yeah. yeah, that's, that's some serious, uh, revenue right there that you're making. <laughs> yeah. So, like, you talk know, about margins, uh, man. Those margins are nice. Those are nice margins. Yeah. Don't talk about my margins, you know. <laughs> That's, uh, yeah, it makes you wonder though, like net sales, like which would, like, cause you're obviously going to sell a lot more $30 shoes than sure. $400 shoes. Yeah. But it's a great experiment. It was a great, you know, I think what they were pointing out is you can't tell the difference between our quality and anybody else's, No, no. you know. And, um, you know, th- this is a lesson to anybody like, I mean, this is kind of a funny little experiment that, that we highlight, but this is a lesson to anybody. I was listening to, there's a guy out there who, I think I've mentioned this guy before. He's a guy that creates, he's really, he's niched himself into kind of the, um, uh, the company is called Celebrate Calm, but it's like working with families. I think his niche is in kind of uh, homeschool families that are dealing with, uh, you know, kids that you know, people, you know, obviously challenge kids, you know? And so his, his message, I mean, he's got a great message. He does a fantastic job, does a podcast, but he said, I was listening to one of his, cause he has a podcast on a regular basis and I tune into it every now and then. Cause I love to kind of hear his thoughts on raising kids. Cause he, all of his kids are out of the house, but he had some really challenging kids grow, you know, when he, and this guy teaches the stuff. So, um, so he shares a lot of the stuff, but he talks about at the end of this one podcast where it was actually a segment from a seminar that he did. And he goes, um, he said something interesting and I made note of it and it ties into this, but he said, all of my programs, I price them really high. He goes, I don't, I don't, you know, I don't price things cheap anymore. He goes, I put the time and the research and the effort into this. Mm-hmm. And he goes, I'm just, I used to, you know, he, he said he made reference. That he is, I used to price, you know, a lot of my information products cheaper, but you know, I just don't do that anymore. He goes, I, I really feel like the value that you get and the the work and the effort that I put into it are, you know, they speak for themselves. And so I'm yeah. just not, you know, I've decided a long time ago, I'm not going to do that. I'd rather help fewer people uh, than everyone and, you know, charge, charge a higher price. And, the other thing he said is like, he says, I want you to have skin in the game, which I think is a good way to sometimes as a marketer justify your higher price, you know, as, especially if you're mm-hmm. offering a service or if you're offering, you know, if you're going coaching that, listen, you need to have skin in the game. I mean, obviously I'm yep. worth what I charge, but you need to have skin in the game in this. And few people, the, you know, he said, you know, like people that typically go for the lower price don't do anything. You know, it's yep. only to you. It's only to the point where you are forced to pay a higher end that you have committed yourself to following through the process of change. And so you have to be involved in the process. So I thought it was really good, you know, yeah, as a good justification for price increase or a higher price. 
Yeah. And it's all, I mean, it's all made up though, right? I mean, it is. It is. You know, you just decide that's what you want to charge or if you just, you know, you put the right packaging around something yeah. like it's just, it's all made up. And if you want to go the the lower ticket, you know, <clears throat> Walmart, Amazon mm-hmm. route, you can make a lot of money that way too. Right. Like there's not a right or wrong. And no. I think that's the point no. here is like, just like go with something and do you want to serve? Gonna- yeah. Do you want to sell volume or do you want to make money off of like margin, you know, higher yeah. margins? So personally, I'm of the opinion that I'd love to go after higher margins. That's a lot yeah. easier than. It can be for sure. Uh, especially in the <laughs> Unless you're ARP. I mean, I, if I had yeah. their listing, maybe I'm. <laughs> yeah. But I think but for still. like cash flow purposes, the higher margin is definitely better. Yeah. Um, once you have those in place, it's a lot easier to go down market than it is to Absolutely. go up. Absolutely. Yeah, exactly. And you see a lot of the luxury car brands have done that. They mm-hmm. started high end and they've, they've slowly introduced lower and lower price. Yeah. Yep. versions of their that's right luxury brands and you but you don't honda on the other hand or you know zoo or any of those brands they had to spin off an entirely new brand to go right. up market right well yeah because once you start low you, it's hard to justify people yeah like, well isn't that the guys that I make mean, the, you're the only gonna pay so much for a <laughs> yeah you're only gonna pay so much for an accord honda, honda yeah. accord right <laughs> yeah, exactly um, but yeah, if you go yeah, from Kia Hyundai would never get Genesis away with a hundred thousand dollar car. It's just, you're not going to do that. Kia is. Yeah. I mean, they've got one high end car, but same thing. They need to do what, yeah. you know, Hyundai rolled out Genesis. Right. Mm-hmm. And over time it's kind of taken on its own thing. Sure. Yeah. Kia should probably do the same thing if they want to sell some of their higher end yep. stuff. Cause their, their cars are just as good, but mm-hmm. they just don't have that luxury plate. So yeah. All right, well, let's finish up with yeah. um, news from the mailbox, I guess, or what do we want to call that? From the mailbox. That's a good one. See, let me grab this here. So I mentioned I love doing the um, direct mail, obviously, to high-end you know, prospects out there. And these are typically, yeah. <clears throat> these are in my uh, $100,000 uh, annual sales revenue account plus. So... You know, not everyone gets, you know, the kind of lumpy mail treatment that I offer. These would be like the uh, <laughs> the whale clients, right? Yeah, these are the whales that I'm after. So yeah. we had, I think we had our friend um, Stu Heineck on. This was a few months back. And yeah. Stu is the author of the book, uh, How to Get a Meeting with Anyone. He's also a cartoonist he's i think i don't know if he still uh does cartoons for the new yorker or not but he does he does his own stuff now more or less and he does a lot of high-end cartoons that you know he'll do tailored directly to your audience um i think that's great he offers a premium service um but there's also i have mentioned in the past a great website that i use quite often it's called cartoonstock.com cartoonstock.com and you can go there and you can actually buy the rights to, is it, is that it? It's cartoon stock. I'm I'm looking for it. Keep going. Um, You can buy the rights to any cartoon. You can search on their, what? Yeah, there it is. Um, And they got a little keyword uh, search bar that you could look up, whether it's you're looking for um, inflation, you're looking for, you know, pricing, you know, sales, you know, whatever. And it'll pull up all sorts of different little cartoons 
you know, that are related to that. So every now and then I'll jump on the website because I update this thing on a regular basis. You can go, you can select a cartoon that you want to buy and that gives you the license to it. I think it's a, you're paying anywhere from uh, $20 to $30 per. And so you can take these cartoons. Once you have it, you, you'll get a download uh, link. You can download it to a folder. And then I go over to a site that I've used for marketing for years, Vistaprint. And they do these little foam boards. These little foam boards, you can do them like this size. But what I've done is take one of the cartoons. And I don't know, the camera's just so big, so I can't. So can oh, wow, yeah. You can take one of oh, these. Oh, here, let me, let me close mine so everybody can see you better. Yeah, there we go. So one of these, uh, one of the cartoons, I've got about f- six or seven of these cartoons I've downloaded. So uh, these are, these go out to, these go out to um, prospects that I have sent proposals to that are kind of, uh, you know, they're, they're stalling or whatever, for whatever reason, they're not, they're not following yeah. up on my huge proposal that I've made. And so it says, your proposal's on my desk right now. Though I had to admit, I've made some significant changes, and he's got a uh, <clears throat> origami book with a uh, <laughs> he's got it folded up with proposal right here. So nice. It's just a little way to get some reaction out of your. Uh, well, you know, it shows that you don't take yourself too seriously. No, exactly. Too. You've got a sense of humor, right? Yeah. And so, um, so yeah, like I'm, you, you know that your proposal doesn't mean that as much to him as it does to you. That's right. That's right. That, you know, and that's. I mean, I, if I got that, I'd be like, oh, this guy's <laughs> cool. Like he gets it. Like I'm, that's right. You know, I don't really care about his proposal <laughs> until I care about it, you know? And then exactly. That's great. So if that's you great. can inject some, some humor and that's what all of these cartoons you've got, you, you know, you've got a lot to choose from. Some of them yeah. aren't so funny, but you can find some really funny ones that are unique to what you're trying to do. And what you want to do is make them unique to a conversation you've either had on the phone or a conversation that you've had in a recent meeting. And then take that cartoon. You can get, get on Vista print and you go to in their marketing, they have foam boards. You can do just foam boards on Vista print and you can just yeah. add that, take that cartoon, upload it, um, upload the image. And, uh, yeah, I think probably under marketing materials, um, yeah, I found, uh, yeah, there it is. There it is, yep. So, yeah, yeah foam boards, and then you can uh, select either horizontal, vertical, and what I did was just take that cartoon, upload it. You can select whatever size you want. I went with What the, size was that one there? This is 22 the, by 28? Uh, yeah, I think it was 22 by 28 size. Yeah, looks about right. Yeah, but it's great, man. I was so impressed when I got, because I got these in this week, and I ordered I ordered like three or four of them because I wanted so to about, check. Does that sound right, about 50 bucks each? Yep. Exactly. But yeah. it's worth it. Like these don't go out oh, to yeah. everybody. These go out to like really specific uh, people that you're targeting. And they, like I said, yeah. this has got to be the hundred thousand dollar plus club, you know, so you get them sales. and then you're going to put in like a little note with it. Yeah. And you send it off. Yep. And then these get FedExed. These don't get to sent. These get FedExed overnight with a yeah. note. And uh, so I've got three of these going out next week um, to high. So end. you're probably in for a hundred bucks each. Easily with FedEx and all that. Yep. yep. But I intend to get at least, um, cause these are, you know, these are last stage too. These are like proposal stage. So right. I intend to get some response out of each of these that I send and, uh, I'll try to get some, uh, 
I'll try to let you know on some results next week on the show because these are going out. Yeah, so even if, yeah, if you closed one out of three, worth it easily. Very, very well worth it. So Mm -hmm. I like that. That's very cool. The whole foam board. There's a lot of ways you could use that. I mean, um, I was like, ooh. Yeah, Maybe we should send Russell Brunson one of these before I go to Funnel Hacking Live. Uh, like have yeah. it show up at the hotel. That'd be great. For him. That'd be perfect. I don't know what I would put on it. <laughs> Probably some, I'm sure I could go find a cartoon yeah. to put on it and then send it to him. Um, yeah. That'd be interesting. Yep. I don't have anything to sell him, but it would just be interesting. to. No, it's just a way to, you know, I think I remember Hugh, um, or I'm sorry, Hugh, Stu um, said that he sent one of these out to uh, Joe Rogan. And I don't know, at the time he had just sent one of those out when he came on our show a yes, few months ago. Right. And cause yeah. he was trying to get on the uh, Joe Rogan's podcast, which I'm sure he's probably extremely hard to do right now, but. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I would think, I would think there's a pretty long line. But that was uh, a good, that's a nice little effort though. You know, yeah. shoot for the stars, right? I mean, yeah. And uh, yeah, when each podcast is three hours long, I mean, you can only do so many. <laughs> that's right. Uh, in a week. Yes, so. exactly. Exactly. That's that's a machine over there, man. Yeah. What they're putting out. So, all right. Well, that's some good stuff. Anything yeah. else? No, that's it that's, for me. I think that was a great yeah. show today. Yeah. There's some, wrap up. Lots of takeaways, lots of way to do business. You could, so uh, I guess the takeaway here is send a giant foam board with a cartoon to a 70 year old. That's it. <laughs> that's a great wrap up to this. <laughs> I do want to mention a little mini book that I've gone through this week. Um, and this guy may be able to come on our, he's coming on one of my industry podcasts next week. I'm also trying to get him to join us next week as well. If he's got the time, I'm sure he wants, he wants to, is just making sure he's got the time. It's a guy, uh, and I'm going to give him a little shout out on this show called, uh, his name is Kevin Donlin. He, uh, he's got a little mini book. Um, you know, these little mini books are like hundred yeah. pages long, less than hundred pages long. I went through this thing. It's really good. And, um, the title of his book is called Market Multipliers, 11 Simple Tools to Grow Your Business. A couple of things in here that really stand out is he what he likes to do is called the um, handwritten sales letter, which he writes it all by hand. Um, and you can see, I'm going to hold this up here. It's hard to see in the book. Like, I mean, like ugly handwriting, not the best yeah. handwriting in the world. But yeah. he says these things get incredible response the handwriting there's another one that he's got on here um so are these does he write one and make copies or yeah he, he, he makes copies writing? of them so he's like yeah. like like writing each one by hand but he writes them and makes and has copies made of them so they almost still look like they're handwritten and then uh and then sends those out um that's very cool the other thing that i love that he does um is he actually, he literally takes emails that he sent to his clients in the past and prints them out and puts little sticky notes onto them. So, it's like, you know, just as a remind, you know, just following up. So in case, you know, people get bombarded with email all the time. So it's yeah. like, you look at something and you kind of like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you just go on. So take it. He, he likes to go through some of his old emails that he's done proposals on or, you know, whatever the agenda and, or his sales emails and print those out. And then he will take a sticky note and write a little personal note on that 
and then send it out to his clients. And he said, you'd be amazed at the response rate from doing that little simple thing is printing out some of your old emails. So that's really cool. Yeah. I'm going to try to get him on next week. I think he, I think he'll be able to join us Friday. So. All right. Sounds good. I'm going to, uh, look at all these cartoons over the weekend and see what I can send to somebody. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. There's a lot of fun going through. You can, you, I've, I've spent like, you know, 30, 40 minutes on that site, just going through different cartoons. So yeah. Finding the right one. It's like picking out a Hallmark card. You got to yep. find the right one. Exactly. Very cool. All right. Well, a uh, good weekend last weekend for football for us. Yeah. Um, the dogs did well against the ducks. So incredible game. Incredible. Game. Yeah. I love, I tell you from a marketing standpoint, I love the clash. You know, you got the red and the green. That was kind of cool. Look like no one was yeah. wearing away jerseys. No, no white. It was, yeah. Red against green. That was a nice look on the field. And it was yeah. even nicer to see the dogs run up 49 points. <laughs> yeah. Ducks always bring it with the uniforms. That's for sure. Oh yeah. Yeah. From a marketing standpoint, they're on spot, you know, Nike yeah. I mean, they're, yeah. they're doing it well. So, yeah. but too they, bad. They have more, uh, more uniforms <laughs> in a season than anybody. I'm sure the players love it. You know, oh, yeah. that's, that's pretty, pretty cool. Fortunately, they don't have the talent to go with it compared to our yeah. dogs, man. So, yeah. And then, uh, tomorrow we play the mighty Samford Bulldog. <laughs> yes. Yeah. yeah so can, that'll be a snoozer. <laughs> yeah. I can't even believe that's on TV, but yeah. it is apparently. looking forward to seeing some uh, other good games though. There should be some other yeah. good ones. Oh, well here in town in Austin, uh, Texas and Alabama, huge one. That's a game yeah. of the week right there. Everybody's yeah, saying yeah, Alabama is going to crush by 20 to 30 points. I don't, I don't think so, man. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. Getting the local news on Texas. I, I don't know. I mean, I think there's, it'll be NRC. It could be just like Oregon, Georgia. Like, yeah. I don't know if they've closed the gap yet or not, but they've got some quality players on Texas. So um, I'd love to see an upset there, man. That'd be fun. Yeah. That'd be fun to see. So um, game days here. Maybe I'll just go down there in the morning. <laughs> if you, up a giant shoot, man, sign. you could have printed out one of these foam boards and held, held oh, it up. Yeah. <laughs> Done like a Herbie, Herb Street cartoon. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. Um, yeah. All right. Well, uh, I guess that's uh, the show. We've already lost the <laughs> listeners at this point. Oh, to so. all of our listeners, you can find us over at persuasionbythepint.com. You can find us on all of your podcast platforms, Stitcher Radio, Spotify, you name it. And Sean, it's been fun. Have a great weekend, and we'll see you all next week. See ya. See ya.